American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues. That's the name of this program on American Family Radio. Tim Wildman here with Fred Jackson. Now Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. With Ray Pritchard, uh, Ray's in Kansas City, Kansas. Weather report, Ray? It's going to be 95 degrees here in Kansas City today with a heat index up about 102, 103, which for Kansas City is pretty hot. Well, you got us beat here in Tupelo today. It's 89 with a heat index of 102. Okay. So it's hotter in Kansas City than it is in Tupelo today. That ought to be a country song. But fall think. is on the way. Huh? Next week here in the Deep South. <clears throat> highs only in the 80s and overnight in the 60s. Hello. And yeah, next week. You want to know what's going on between now and then? No. Nah. It's, <laughs> hot. it's, it's hot. hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's just really hot. <laughs> Stay in and hug your air conditioner. That's right. Ninety-eight on Friday. What do you yeah. got? What do you got Friday, Ray? Yeah, do 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 do. Okay, I think I think coming up on Friday. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Da 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 da. da. Okay, it's going to be only ninety degrees. So. Well, we're ninety-eight here on Friday. Yeah, that's miserable. Why does that happen on golf day? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, golf afternoon. Hey, uh, let me ask you this, right? I'm serious uh, question. You are a cyclist. You exercise that way. Uh, what What does it have to be that you say maybe it's too dangerous to go out? You know, when we lived in Dallas, I went out once when it was 108 or 109. Straight some, up? Uh, so, yes, yeah, some ridiculous, some right. ridiculous thing. And it just about knocked me out. So these days, like today when it's up around 95, that's just the only thing I'll do on a day like this is either ride at 730 in the morning when it's pretty nice, right. you know. But uh, I, I think when you're in the upper 90s, you had better hydrate. You had better be drinking water all the time. Well, so I have, I've pulled back from bike riding in the extreme heat because it's just too dangerous. Yeah, you don't have one of those indoor – uh, bikes do you i do but i don't use it <laughs> <laughs> says billions of americans <laughs> it's, what, it's what i hang my coat on you know? i remember when my dad had his heart attack this is i tell on him but we're all the same right that right. dad had his heart attack when did, when was that like late 80s or early 90s um late 80s i guess it was my dad and uh he was he was a type A personality. He went from mm-hmm. dawn to dark, but it was working. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really an exercise guy. But after he had his heart attack, the doctor said you need to exercise. So they he got a treadmill and uh, put it in the den, 
I guess he used it five times and finally had to move it out because uh, nobody wanted to dust it. You know? You know what's, so, you know what's so, funny? So millions of people in America had those exercise machines they never use. Right? And you want to have proof of that? Yeah. In January, people will get the stationary bikes okay. and the exactly treadmills. Right. Go to the yard sales in April and May. <laughs> right, right. The, no kidding. Go to the yard sales in April and May, and you will find fifteen dollars mm. for that treadmill and fifteen dollars for the stationary That's bike. Right. They've had it. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, as far as exercise goes, the uh, the go- golf cart is the way to go. <laughs> That's you it. know, because you can move from ball to ball, in and out, in and get out. Get your club out, swing, get your cardio That's right. in. That's there good go. exercise, right there. Um, all right, uh, so uh, hey, did you have any thoughts on our conversation that I didn't? allow you guys much time to talk about it we were uh talking last half hour with kobe and shani ferguson uh who are messianic jews um in israel uh, right did you have any thoughts on what they were sharing about there, israel? there's so many theological implications here uh kobe mentioned romans 11 and that blindness in part has come upon the jewish people god's bringing in the gentiles to provoke among the Jews a jealousy, a hunger to know God. And I think the most encouraging thing to me is that not just there's a ministry like that, but you could hear it in their voices, a great deal of hope, a great deal of love, yeah. a great deal of optimism. Because, you know, Fred, you read the New Testament. I think in the last days there's going to be a huge ingathering of the Jewish people. Yes. They will look upon him whom they have pierced. A great fountain, a, a great opportunity for salvation will be open to the Jewish people. And I think what is happening in Israel through ministries like the ones that they have, uh, we're seeing the early days yes. of a great turning to God among the Jewish people. Romans chapter 11, it's been quoted a number of times the last half hour here. So important. God is not through with the Jewish people, the nation of Israel. And of course, uh, Ray, you well know this. You get into Revelation and... Uh, uh, during the tribulation period, thanks to the 144,000 witnesses, 12,000 from each tribe, they, they are going to be the greatest evangelical team ever. 144,000 witnesses. God is going to protect them. They are going to take the gospel out during that seven-year tribulation period. And um, Pastor Robert Jeffress is doing a study right now on our American Family Radio mm-hmm. on the book of Revelation. And he says it's going to be the greatest revival ever. That's yet to come. Amen. A lot to get excited about, right, as Christians. Amen. Uh, as we look forward to the future. Um, I, you can't look forward to the past, so there you go, as we look forward to the well, future. Well, Tim, we, we spent a lot of time talking about the cultural trends, and there's right. certainly reasons to be deeply concerned, right? We talk about this all the time, but... We ought also to remind ourselves that everything is working out. Everything in this world is working out and lining up with exactly what the Bible says about the days leading up to the return of Christ. Amen. And so Christians ought to be confident and calm. We ought to be beacons of hope yeah. in a distressed world. And I, I was thinking about what Shani said, that you're not going to argue a Jewish person in. You've got to show them by the quality, by the, they get it. You got to show them the difference that Jesus Christ makes, and the Jewish person will say, "Wow, that's what I really want." So we're living, Tim. To circle back to your question. We are living in amazing days 
of prophetic fulfillment and unprecedented opportunities for the gospel all over the world. Amen. 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 Steve. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. And if you were in the Eastern time zone, I'd say good afternoon to you, Steve. (laughs) How's lunch? (laughs) Uh, So, you've been watching the Olympics, Steve? I have been. I have been. What have you you watched? He's one Um, of four watching the Olympics in America. What now? He's one of four people. One of four people. I'm I'm the other one. (laughs) Um, I've watched a little bit of the gymnastics, uh, men's gymnastics. i got to tell you, if you want to know somebody who – has to take care of their body who works out who's got a good physique male gymnasts are ripped yeah <laughs> they are mm-hmm. they are incredible um and do incredible things uh on the floor and in, in gymnastics women's gymnastics big story there we we can get to in a second here um a little bit of the road racing um the i'm watching i'll watch the i enjoy the olympics yeah. uh, i always have my whole life look forward to the summer and the winter games even though i don't know squat about the winter games to tip as far as i just don't enjoy watching I, I mean i know what they're doing but i don't know the rules and all, all that but but that's part of it i enjoy watching things that i'm it's new to me right and we i think a lot of us uh, have that have that uh, appeal uh, during the olympic games uh the only the only things i won't watch is if they get woke if they start kneeling, uh, I'm not watching the uh, U.S. women's soccer team, and I hope they lose every, every match because they're taking a knee on our country on an international stage, yes. and that's wrong. And it's disrespectful, and that's patriotic. If they don't want to represent America, stay your rear end home. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. So, um, so I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch the. Uh, or I get rear ends, I guess, plural, uh, <laughs> home, because I'm not going to watch it. And I think a, a lot of Americans feel that way. So uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, everything I've watched so far, our athletes who are medalists are standing there, and they're, they, they're, they're, they're respecting our flag and our national anthem. Don't they only play the national anthem, though, for the gold medalist? Yes. That's right. Okay, go ahead. What were you going to say? Right. I was going to ask <clears throat> Uh, a competition question to Steve. Did I read somewhere that surfing is now in the – It is. Olympics? It's one of four new sports, and there's some others that have been a little bit uh, expanded. So surfing is one of the new sports. Skateboarding is another one of the new sports. They um, add and take away every Olympics. Yeah. Uh, they got three-on-three basketball this year. Three-on-three, oh, three, like street basketball. Yeah. Half-court basketball. Well, I bet that would be fun to watch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So t- speaking about uh, BLM, actually, or the, the kneeling and protesting, oddly enough, a Costa Rican gymnast, her name was Luciana Alvarado, did her floor exercise. And in her floor exercise, she ended it kneeling with a raised fist, she says, to honor Black Lives Matter. She's, she's from Costa Rica. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I didn't watch that. So I didn't. But the U.S. athletes have been very well behaved to this point. Yeah, yeah. So. the U.S. men's basketball team, uh, they're <laughs> yeah. losing. They lost. Uh, Where's MJ when we lost to France? Out. I don't know if they've uh, played since, but yeah. yeah. Um, the big news, of yeah. course, is that even goats get nerves. <laughs> the goat, of course, uh, meaning the greatest of all time, Simone Biles, the American gymnast who has been uh, head and shoulders above anybody else in the world for years, um, got a case of the nerves. She she um, messed up on a, a vault that she could do in her sleep, I'm told, and she she had shook her. She has a lot of pressure on her, 
and she withdrew from the team competition and left her team, the three remaining gymnasts, they won silver medal. But without Simone, they, they would have been a shoe-in for the gold medal had she been there. Now, she's... Do they, do they, do they allow for alternates? Do you know? In other words, did the U.S. carry a, a person who's not scheduled to compete? They do but have if one, but, but if one of their one of their uh, gymnasts goes down, she can be replaced? Yeah, I don't know if they were replaced if they voluntarily okay. quit. Uh, they didn't replace her. The three of them went. But did she have like a nervous breakdown or something? Well, or? You know, she, so she came out. This is what she said. She said, after the performance that I did, I didn't want to go into any of the other events second-guessing myself. So I thought it'd be better if I took a step back and let those girls go out and do the job, and they did just that. So um, she's in a high-stress situation. She she started uh, the weight of the world she felt was on her shoulders, and this is part of the reason here. Um, she is the last surviving victim of Dr. Larry Nasser that's competing. And she said part of the reason that she came back after COVID because she could have retired uh, and, and still been the all-time greatest gymnast in the world but part of the reason was because as long as somebody that's the victim of that uh, horrible, horrible abuse for years, um, the the, uh, the U.S. Gymnastics Committee cannot let it drop. She's angry at them because she doesn't feel like USA Gymnastics. Yeah, but I don't. I don't well. How does all that affect going out there and performing? She did it four years ago. Yeah, but I don't think four years ago the Nasser thing hadn't it surfaced right after the real. Okay, Olympics. well I don't know, I don't know what I'm talking. I don't. I don't that's just an well, opinion. Now, I, now, does this mean she can? Ahead. They have the individual yes. events. She's right? allowed so to. She, she hasn't. She said that she's going to take it on a day by day basis, whether okay. she's going to do that or not. Yeah. Hey, I'm, uh, speaking of greatest of all time yeah. and gymnast, I have a name here that I, I bet you all baby boomers are going to recognize that we watched. Uh, 40, 50 years ago, hmm. whose name – all right, I'm going to write down the name. Okay. I'm going to write down the name. I have one in mind that I think you're Okay, hold of. on. Do we get a hint? Okay. Uh, I got two names, actually. Okay, Ray, you go first. What name am I thinking of? Nadia. Kamenichi, right? What name are you thinking of, Steve? Olga Corbett. Yeah, that's a good guess. Russia. Yeah. What about you, Bruce Fred? Jenner? Bruce Jenner. Bruce He's Jenner. not an Olympic gymnast. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did ten. He did ten things there during the decathlon, <laughs> but gym, gymnastics wasn't one of them. Fred. Oh, you were looking for gymnastics. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Gymnastics. Uh, you got a name? Don't have a name. Uh, the, I would have said Comanich. Kathy Nate? Rigby. Uh, well, that's a good one too. Yeah, I was thinking good, of N good. Nadia Comanich. Yeah. yeah, like you guys were. Yeah. She was probably been what seventy, the seventy-two maybe. Olympic Games. That, was she Romanian? She was. Yes. Yes. But did she like score the only ten point that's ever been the first ones? Yeah. Back they had a different scoring system back then. Um, Kids call Soviet style. Yeah. Well, they they had it. Uh, the ten was a maximum number, but she was she was getting uh, she got several tens. Yeah. The first one to do it, and they had to change the scoring system. So now it's an open. There's not a top number you can get, but um, what. What do you mean there's not a top number you can get? There's a maximum you can get for any one yeah. uh, act or, or, or discipline. But they have a difficulty score that they put in plus an execution score that they put in. And there's just a whole bunch of stuff that they that they uh, put in. So um, Nadia was at the 1980 Olympics in Moscow. And the oh, 76, it was 80? And the 76 not Olympics in, Mo in Montreal. 
What Nash? She was at Nadia Comaneci. Was what? 1976 19- and 1980. Yeah, okay, 1970s. That's what I thought. Yeah. 76 and 80. Is she still listed as uh, the most? Who's won the most medals? Oh, uh, Simone Biles by far. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's done that even close. So she's put Nadia Comaneci number two. I don't even know how where okay. Nadia rate, you. You know, you. rated, but. But she was in the, the, first. In she the was world, yeah. Steve, in the world today, Simone would be considered by far the number one. Oh yeah, greatest that, women's that has ever, today. I mean, it's not even a discussion anymore. She's got four, I think, uh, moves named after her. You would, if you do a <laughs> unique move in an international right. competition, right. they'll name it after you. I did too. <laughs> That's my my records have all been shattered. Yeah, I know, right? Since, <laughs> She's um, got there's four moves called the Biles. Yeah. She does some just astounding things. Uh, yeah, was well, that sad? Yeah, that she's withdrawn. Now she's going to be in individual competition. She has the opportunity to be. She's not withdrawn from those. Right now they're doing team. She's withdrawn right. from the American. Well, they're done doing team. Okay, but then there, see, there's the team. Then there's the all around, and then there's each individual apparatus. They all have gold medals. Uh, gotcha. So the team won the silver, and I don't. I think they go for the um, all around or the well, either the all around or the individual apparatus uh, medals next. And she can, but I was listening to her at a press conference today, and she said she's going to take it uh, day by day to see how she's feeling. It. She just she's overwhelmed. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Next story, Chris, uh, Steve. Um, Today, the January 6th committee had its first hearing. Um, we'll bring sound in on this tomorrow, I suppose. But They've been hearing hearings every day on CNN since January that's true. 6th. That's true. <laughs> but this is the one with... Uh, oh, this is Nancy's. This is Nancy, Nancy's. Nancy Pelosi's commission here. Yes. Okay, yes. got you. And uh, they had uh, four officers of uh, the D.C. police that were involved in there. There were tears shed. <clears throat> including by Adam Kinzinger, who uh, was very emotional during his testimony. Um, He's the Republican congressman from Illinois who's a ever Trumper. Yes, yes. He was one of two that uh, Nancy Pelosi put on there, along with Liz Cheney from Wyoming, as um, a bipartisan. Well, the Republicans are not going to participate. No, No, well, they're not. They're doing their own. Um, They're doing their own. Um, I wanted to um, play you some sound. the, the Nancy Pelosi refused to seat two Republicans that uh, that Minority Leader McCarthy um, wanted. He wanted to put Jim Jordan from Ohio on, and he wanted to put Jim Banks from Indiana on the panel. Both of those are pro-Trump people, um, but would ask probing questions and and uh, were ready to to be on the committee. She said no. Um, I want you to hear, uh, you're going to hear three voices here. You're going to hear first from uh, Jordan, um, Jim Jordan. Then you're going to hear from Nancy Pelosi. Then Ben Dominich of The Federalist is going to comment. Listen, cut eight. It's an egregious abuse of power. Pelosi has broken this institution. The other two made statements and took actions that just made it ridiculous to put them on such a committee seeking the truth. I think that this was another tactical mistake on Nancy Pelosi's part. I think that she could have had both of these folks on on the the committee and they might have had a couple of sound bites. They might have had a couple of of wins along the way. But ultimately, she would have been able to claim that this was a truly bipartisan uh, commission. Uh, Unfortunately, I think that she uh, was in a situation where she was counting on the media to come and defend her no matter what she did. Yeah, and uh, 
They did, but still. Listen, Nancy Pelosi lined up a bunch of anti-Trump Democrats, including people like Adam Schiff, who is part of both impeachments against Donald Trump. And Nancy Pelosi's out there saying to the nation, this is going to be a bipartisan, serious look at what happened on January the 6th. No, it's not. This is pure politics. She's got herself two Republican anti-Trumpers on there. No one believes that. This is theater. This All this is is political theater. I think if Nancy Pelosi was really worried about what's going on violence-wise in this country, she would hold hearings into what happened in Minneapolis and Portland and Seattle where more than two dozen people died violently. Yeah. And we had people taking over and attacking federal buildings right. in places like Portland, Oregon. <laughs> but she's not interested in that because there's no, no it's, political it's, it's stuff. It's a show. It is. It's as legitimate as either one of the Trump impeachments. Yes. <laughs> I've said, you know, we'll, we'll, they are having officers testify today? Yes. Okay. All right, next story, Steve. Um, it's a dangerous time to be a senator. <laughs> Two senators were, or, or were in trouble. First, uh, Mike Enzi, former senator from Wyoming, um, had a, a bicycle accident, a serious bicycle accident, broke his neck and some ribs. He passed away yesterday at the age of 77 from the injuries resulting from that um, bike accident. And then former California Senator Barbara Boxer was mugged in uh, Jack London Square in Oakland. Uh, they took a cell phone from her, and uh, she was shocked that they would do that to a grandmother. And uh, she says, "We need. there's a whole lot of things we need to do to get these people uh, not robbing people, in- including jobs and after-school programs. <laughs> Sorry. You know what she said, Senator, former Senator Boxer? She said, I don't know why he attacked me physically. If he had just asked me for my wallet, I would have given it to him. Right. That's why he attacked you. Because <laughs> you're an idiot. Easy Good. score. You know, she's, of course, Oakland is deep, deep, deep blue. Yes. Uh, the mayor of Oakland is one of the farthest left. They're very anti-police in that city. And so uh, there's Senator Boxer kind of scratching her head, wondering why no, he listen, just didn't ask I, me. Maybe I shouldn't have said what I just said a couple of minutes ago. I apologize. If I apologize if anybody was offended. That's how we apologize in modern-day America, isn't it? <laughs> if you were offended, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, in, all, in all seriousness, what, 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 what's going on here in our country with this rise in violence uh, especially in the big cities, is is scary. Yes, quite frankly, uh, I was. Ta- I don't even. I I used to love going to big cities, yeah. and I, I don't want to go now. I don't want not till this stops, and I don't know if it's going to stop, but it's out of control. The latest incident: uh, a, a black man was yelling at Chinese people crossing the street, telling them to go back to China, and a Chinese and an Asian man came and decked him, just punched him on, onto the ground. It, it, well, here's the problem with liberalism uh, today called progressivism, which is worse than liberalism. I'll take a liberal every day over a progressive, is that worldview does not want people to be held accountable for their actions uh, unless they were at the Capitol on January the 6th. Right. Uh, but uh, every, the, the, the liberals are not wanting to call out, especially minority 
men in these big cities, which is committing the vast majority of the crimes, the violent crimes, because it doesn't fit their narrative. That's right. And so that's why they don't want to talk about it, and they don't want to hold people personally accountable for their actions. And if you're not going to do that, and you then you're going to cut the police off at the knees, guess what? You're going to have an explosion of crime like you haven't seen before in our history. And that's what's going on in America's big cities right now. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.